We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, it's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. We're coming to you just before midnight Central Standard Time on November 17th. It's a Wednesday heading into a Thursday. The Dallas Mavericks just lost a tough one uh, to the Phoenix Suns, 105-98. How are we doing, Josh? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I, I would I appreciate the Mavericks giving us uh, a competitive and entertaining game if we're going to stay up late uh, and not be able to watch Luka Doncic. So. Yeah. That's about all I can all I can say, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was such a it was it was such a weird game. I, I don't even know what how to really <laughs> describe it because, like the the, the big picture stuff, or, or the Mavericks shot unbelievably well from three, uh, and the Suns could not buy a bucket. Paired with the Mavericks playing some sort of they're active um, defensively. I, I'm surprised it affected the Suns as much as it did, but they were playing their third game in fourth nights. And, you know, Chris Paul looked like the late 30s basketball player that he is for most of the game. And the Mavericks just did enough to make it really interesting. They they extended the lead quite a bit in the third. They ended up leading by eight points. Um, but the Suns kind of continuously rallied back. And then finally, around the six or seven minute of the fourth quarter, they just flat out talented the Mavericks down the stretch. Um, they started attacking the rim with a lot more ferocity and it, it made a difference. Uh, and then in the final three minutes, things were tied up at 96 all and the Mavericks as a team from coaching down to the players sort of lost their minds. Um, <laughs> they, they started playing a zone, which I understand why I guess, cause Phoenix hadn't hit all night, but it was like asking, it's like asking them to hit an open shot when they, you know, it's like it, eventually an open shot is going to fall. And then they, they, they went away from pick and roll on offense. Uh, Porzingis posted against one of the best defenders in the league. Dorian Finney-Smith passed him. It was an awful entry pass that was stolen. And then Reggie Bullock blew a layup when they, that could have helped close the Suns lead, which by that point was at four. And then the, it was just game over. Um, 
I really, it, 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 I'm trying to think what it reminded me of, but it's the first game that I've watched this year where the Maver- where I felt like the Mavericks were holding on instead of, instead of really like, like having control of the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it felt like in college basketball, when a mid-major is trying to upset like a power, mm-hmm. a power uh, conference school. And it's like, all right, we just gotta, we gotta get hot from three. Let's just shoot threes. Hope we make some threes. Uh, junk up the game on defense, and then hope the other team goes cold. Uh, and all of that happened for about forty to forty-two minutes. Uh, and then the Suns, I feel like, in those last six to five minutes, were like, "Oh, we're we're the Suns," and uh, they just got their act together and they made their shots. They made the shots that they were missing in the first three quarters of the game because so they were they were like there were open shots all night for them in the first. Quarter. And, and it's gonna be it's one of those things where if if you watch this game again, which I doubt many of you will, or if you're hearing us and you're you're gonna say, "Ah, it's Kirk and Josh being grumpy," like it it wasn't like i'll tell you when we're when i think we're i'm just being an irrational asshat like i'm too tired for that tonight it's it's nearly midnight the suns were just missing bucket shots and you know when you miss shots eventually start to tighten up it's kind of like a mental thing and the suns were clearly doing it and you know the mavericks made just enough mistakes um they were 22 from 60 for two point range (laughs) <laughs> which is ext- is on the one hand is extraordinarily bad, but the the Suns are also a really good basketball team with really good defenders, and so it, it's I'm not like I'm frustrated by the by the two point stuff, but I'm also not really surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about this game at all. I mean, this is more than I expected. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought they were going to lose by double digits and it wasn't going to be close throughout. And, I mean, they had the lead almost the entire – I mean – Almost the entire game. Really yeah. Did. Yeah, so, like, that's impressive that's where the me. frustration may lie. Yeah, and I understand. Like, if you're pissed, that's fine. Like, close losses suck. Doesn't matter who's playing. And especially when you feel like, you know, it's not a close loss, you know – there's some tactical things in there, like the zone trying to post up KP. Like I understand why my fans are mad because those are decisions the Mavericks made, not necessarily like things the Suns did. Uh, so I understand why that pisses you off. But like, man, Kristaps uh, and Jalen Brunson could not consistently hit a bucket all night, and they still pushed this team, the Suns team, to the limit. I yeah. mean, it was it was a very gritty effort, and I don't, I'm not a moral victory guy. Uh, I'm like super not a moral victory guy, but it's just hard for me to be too upset about this game. I guess the thing that's upsetting is if this is an outlier shooting night for Phoenix. You know, what does that mean when they for play Friday? Friday. Yeah. yeah. Like and if, if they drop two in a row, this was mm-hmm. a chance to steal one. Yeah. It's just, it's that's where my head is because I felt like this was one to steal. Like if you yep. split one and then you walk away, you're kind of excited about it. And, you know, I, I felt what we saw tonight, though, was also the limitations of a Luka-less offense where Brunson had 18, 9, and 9. Like, he, in only three turnovers, played 37 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, he was 8 of 18 from the floor. And l- this was a really good example of a game where we saw the limitations with his size because – 
the Suns threw size at him and he was not like he eventually worked around it again he had 1899 this isn't me being highly critical but there were moments where I've seen him be more decisive all year and I felt that he was just a little off like he missed Porzingis on a lot of chances throughout the game where Porzingis was open just missed him um, where he would take jumpers or floaters or drives and some of them went in, but some of them didn't. Whereas when he plays with Luca and when he's been cooking second units, his looks all season have been cleaner. And the Suns made him work. Yeah, they had Mikhail Bridges on. I mean, that's and that's a that's kind of like a respect to Brunson's game and where he mm-hmm. is. That the Suns mm-hmm. felt like they had to put Mikhail Bridges on him for extended periods, uh, for extended time throughout the game. So, yeah, this is this is the type of game for me that's like. Man, Brunson is a really good player because yep. he was able to overcome some things to still be productive. He had a rough first but, quarter and then yeah. really rounded out the game well. And the, But it's also a game where it's like, man, I hope the Mavericks can keep him for, for a very long time, but I hope that they can keep him as their sixth man. And mm-hmm. it's like he is such a luxury on this team, and I just hope that they can get another guy that's like him in terms of skill set, but just better and maybe a little bigger. And then that way – Brunson can keep doing what he's doing when when Luke is healthy and it's it's cooking bench units uh it, it's it's being a spot starter when you need to like it was just a good reminder of like hey this he's he's really good but he's not the savior but that's okay like it's mm-hmm. not a big deal if he's not the savior cuz he's not supposed to be uh but he's you know he's just he's a, he's a solid player and it was good to it was good to see him handle the adversity well because you know in that Clippers series he really didn't even get a chance like you know he he played horrible and and down the stretch in that Clippers series and then didn't really play a lot like he played a lot he got he got to play through some things that he doesn't always get to play through uh being a being a guy that doesn't start uh, normally so so it was cool to see him kind of battle throughout the night uh, against a team that feels felt like they really needed to to stop him like he was part of the Suns defensive game plan clearly Well, and then there's the Porzingis game who, you know, kind of had an opportunity to quote shine. Like there's a whole bunch of talk on the ESPN thing about him. And I thought like, you know, his box score is kind of odd. Like he has a career high in assists tonight, which was something I thought he passed the ball pretty well. Um, I thought he handled the ball pretty well. He only one turnover. Yeah. He has some wild drives. He had some really wild drives. The man needs to beat like there's just some games where he is so physically outmatched that it's painful. And it's like like Aiton is 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 a bit of an outlier. Like that dude, number one overall pick, just a beast of a human being. Like Porzingis blew two putbacks, like wide open, not wide open, but like seven foot three guy standing on the right side of the rim. You get the ball that bounces to you, you just need to be able to lay it in. And he blew both of them. Um and it's the sort of thing where, and I watched him do this against Jokic the other night too. Like really odd stuff. Like I don't. I hope he continues to 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 push through some of these these more frustrating things of his game because like the, his recent numbers have obviously been very very good um, on the offensive end. There's just like little things where it's you can see him wanting to do a little bit more and then it just not working out the, the way he intends. Like there's not a lot of criticism to be leveled at him. I don't think. I mean, it was. You know, I don't understand that post up at the end of the at the at the it was like one it was at the one thirty mark. Like I, I was kind of debating back and forth with some people in my mentions where it's like, oh, well, that was a called play. 
I don't, I don't believe I I'm going to need to watch that for like the fourth time <laughs> Brunson and, 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 um, and KP had been running, you know, high screen and roll with Brunson getting in the lane and then, or, or KP stretching the defense, just like Luca would. And he just, he backed up one of the best post defenders in the league. And you could see Brunson being like, okay, I guess we're going to do this. And then it was, then the game was over. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's one possession. It's one of those things. Like like you don't. I don't know. It, it it just stands out in my mind, and I think this might be a bit of a me problem because I'm just so biased against some of these odd post up decisions. But I I just I don't I don't love it. Is is where my head is. Um, but again, one play like the when when you get through it, it's like okay, you know, he did his part more or less. And then yeah. you get to the the bench, and there's some really interesting players there. Where like you know Trey Burke comes in cold and and plays pretty good, scored ten points, hit two threes. Frank Nilakina played probably the best game offensively that he's had in a long time. Five of eight from the field, three of three from from distance. And it's very frustrating to lose to lose when he when those two guys play like that. But I I think we then have to kind of turn our our attention to two more players. Um, and, and please tell me if you think I'm overreacting to this, but like Willie, the Willie Colley Stein experiment should be over with. It should be over with. He was, he he played nine minutes, was a negative eight and got his ass kicked by JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee and and Willie Colley Stein are the Spider-Man versus Spider-Man meme in terms of their role. Like they're, they're expected to come in, play hard, don't crap the bed. And Willie doesn't do those things. Like Willie doesn't play hard. He, he blew an open layup and I want to say, you know, uh, it's it's just really it's just really frustrating watching him. And then on the flip side, you have uh, a Reggie Bullock, the Mavs star, or you know, like key offseason acquisition, who just can't seem to find it. Two turnovers, two points, one for six from the floor, blew a key layup. He blew two layups really in the game, and it's just I want him to find something because I, I, you can see that there's there's the process feels good with Bullock. It's just the results suck. Yeah, and it's really disappointing when you consider this is now the third consecutive season where the Mavericks' biggest free agent acquisition is mm-hmm. disappointing. Now, obviously, the season's not over for Bullock, and he has time to write the ship, but, you know, DeLon Wright was not it. Uh, he was not uh, what was expected, or, or he did not play as advertised. You know, he was not what was advertised. Uh, mm-hmm. And Josh Richardson the next season was obviously not it either. And, and now with Bullock, it, it's just a shame. I don't know if the Mavs are cursed or not, because I, th- for once, you know, with Wright and with Josh Richardson, it might have been wearing rose-tinted glasses and, and trying to look and be like, oh, well, those teams were using them wrong, and, and the Mavericks will, will make it right. Uh, and this one, like Bullock, has a long track record of being a very solid, you know, three and D wing, and he's shown flashes this season. And his defense has been pretty good uh, throughout, but it's just he's just not making shots uh, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, he only took one three pointer in 26 minutes, which is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. That's very unlike him. So I, I I would probably need to go back and rewatch and see like where the Suns just really closing him out really well. Like were they doing something specifically when he was on the floor to make sure he didn't get looks? But like he can't play twenty six minutes and take take one three pointer. That's uh that's no good. And for a player that's as standstill spot uppy as it comes, two turnovers is 
Well, that's that's been the thing. You know, you, I, I try to remember the stat, but I feel like this guy dribbles a heck of a lot in this offense for what he did in New York. And I'm like, what? Why would you? I just keep coming back to the, like, there's certain people doing things in the Mavericks offense where it's like, why is that person doing the thing that they're not good at? What is happening? <laughs> at least tonight, there's more viable excuse because with Luca out, sure. right? Of, there were so many possessions where it was just like they ran their stuff and they didn't get a good look because you know there's no Luca and they just had ten seconds left and it was like, oh well, someone has it got to better do as the game went something. along. But like that first quarter, Brunson just handed out grenades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, here, I don't want to shoot. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like so that's that's disappointing uh, with Bullock. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the solution is. He's been playing more minutes with Luca when Luca was healthy. I feel like um, so. It's just a matter of him shooting. Like, he just has to start hitting shots. I don't know. I mean, well, Seth Curry got off to a, a weird start uh, in the 2019-2020 season. So so there's time for, for Reggie to turn it around. I've not confirmed this, but somebody came on the green room the other night that basically said he had come, he had taken a look at Bullock's shooting by month for his entire career. And uh-huh. in, in um, October, November, he just always shoots bad. And then in the new calendar year, he shoots above 40% is, which if that's <laughs> true is, is, is a riot. That's interesting. Well, that's something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what else to say. This, no, it's like they, yeah, they tried, was... you know, I mean, what more can you ask for without Luca on the road? I guess the team that went to the NBA finals, like, I mean, the Suns are good. This this is probably the best team they've played all season, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe the Heat, you know, they played the, the Heat are also very good, but the Suns are damn good. So, uh, considering how bad they've played against good teams, uh, you know, this is progress, I guess. I don't know. Just, I just yeah. can't get too worked up over it. No, I think that's true. I mean, it's it's. White Pellet, thirteen rebounds. Come on, like. Yeah, I mean, one off his <laughs> his his career high, which I was super psyched to to, to tweet. Like Dwight Powell yeah. gets fifteen rebounds, and I mean, like, let's be honest. Like some of the rebounding numbers in this game are evident of how poorly the team shot yes. over a series of time. <laughs> like, yeah. like Powell had four rebounds in the first four minutes. It was just, it was wild, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk again on Friday. Like if they get. If if Luka doesn't play and they get really get the crap beaten out of them, then that will sort of confirm a little bit of what we were concerned about here. Um, there's just a talent divide, and yeah. and it's, it's that, you know it is what it is. Yeah, um, I don't know what else. Yeah, that's that's the best way to, to sum up this game. Yeah, well, it's late. We should go to bed. Um, we'll be back on Friday. Yeah, listen after. There'll be a green room I'm going to do now um, with Maz fans. Probably not be too long. You know, it's group therapy is a lot of fun, but uh, a game like this, I have a feeling it's going to divulge into people just like doing the thing I tend to do, which is like nitpick everything to death. So we'll see, though. All right, guys. Uh, Kirk Henderson and Josh both come to MavsMoneyBall.com. We'll have some stuff up on the game and other thoughts. Uh, we're really getting into uh, the grind part of the season. So I hope uh, hope everybody's buckled up. Uh, please rate, review, tell your friends. Uh, it's been a really, really fun time starting the year. We're glad we get to talk with you. Uh, we will talk to you guys again on Friday. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.